From San Diego, California, this is the One Extraordinary Marriage Show, where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or text us on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663, or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. In today's episode, we're talking about what would change if you had a marriage manual on how to have an extraordinary marriage. And Scott Westerfield had this to say about manuals. He said, life doesn't come with an instruction manual. And to be honest, when I read that, I thought, well, neither does marriage. But how amazing would it be if you had one or could create one? And that's what we're going to be talking about in today's episode. But first, we start every episode with a hug. And a hug is really an opportunity to, to celebrate what you're doing in your marriage, the mm-hmm. breakthroughs that you've had, the intentionality that you're bringing to your relationship. And this hug comes from an Amazon review that we received on the Six Pillars of Intimacy workbook, which is really interesting. That we would get a, a, you know, we love it. We love that there are reviews on the workbook, but most people leave a review on the book. And so this one really caught our attention. It says, My wife and I rented a cabin for the weekend in northern Minnesota over Valentine's weekend. We read the book together and did the workbook, taking turns reading chapters. Side note, I've heard from a lot of you that this is how you go through the Six Pillars of Intimacy book. You read it to each other, which I love goes on to say, it was a great couple of days and we have connected like we never have before. Minus 40 degrees. Mm, Wow. Minus 40 degrees in a fireplace was a great setting for a weekend together to work on this. Guys, I do believe he's calling out the husbands here. Guys, let me say one thing. Do this. Be open with your spouse. Peel back the layers and you will reach a new level of closeness you've always wanted. I can promise you that. I love it. That's so awesome. And to get a five-star review like that on our Six Pillars of Intimacy workbook is fantastic. Love it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And as we're jumping into today's episode, it's, it's no um, no coincidence that that hug was written about the workbook, which is, you know, it's, for some of you, you're using it actually like a manual mm-hmm. for your marriage. But, you know, the idea for this particular episode came from the fact that, you know, recently I have been having a lot of conversations with my coaching clients and talking about the fact that wouldn't it be nice to have a manual? And often when I say that statement, and many of you have heard it, so it probably sounds just like that, you know, I'm reminded of the fact that, you know, early on in my coaching career, I remember getting an application from a couple and they were very quick to address the fact in the application that the husband had Asperger's and they were asking, you know, hey, do you have any experience with this? And I said, I don't. Let me let me actually do some research mm-hmm. before I tell you whether or not I think the, the principles and, and the strategies will apply. And, and as I was going through and doing my research, I came across this book called The Journal of Best Practices by David Finch. And yes, we will link to it. Mm-hmm. Tony In the episode sure. notes here. But this is, it's this fascinating memoir of a husband who discovers five years into his marriage that he has Asperger's. And from that moment on, he sets out on a mission. He makes it his mission to figure out how to do marriage well. And in that process, he starts taking notes on everything that she likes, whether it's how to fold the towels or, you know, one of the things is, you know, if she's singing along to the radio, don't change the station. Mm. 
Like, so is he making mental notes or is he actually writing this? No, he's down? writing them down. Okay. He's writing down. In the book, I love it. He, I mean, basically anything that he would get his hands on, you know, whether it was, you know, the back of a napkin, a placemat in a restaurant, you know, a post-it note or whatever, he would write these down and he would, he compiled it. Okay. And for and you know, that's where the title of the book came from, you know, Journal of Best Practices. Mm. And as I was having these recent coaching conversations, it really, you know, whether you call it a marriage manual, whether you call it the Journal of Best Practices, it got me thinking, you know, what would that look like for the one family? I wonder how many of us collectively in the family have thought, gosh, wouldn't it be great if my spouse came with a manual? Because truth be told, there have definitely been times over the years where I'm like, what would page 43 of Tony's manual say about how to deal with these situations? (laughs) Are you laughing at me? Yes. No, it's just, it's it's an interesting concept to me, even as you brought it up, because I find it, in a place of a car manual. Mm-hmm. And I think about the many a times we've been in, in many of our different cars and something's going on with the car. And it's not, and it's not uncommon in our marriage where we'll be driving down the road and maybe a light comes on sure. or something seems to be weird. And, you know, we're just driving down the road and you're, you're just opening up the glove compartment and pulling out the owner's manual mm-hmm. to the car for us to flip through and, you know, we're using the index trying to figure out what it is. Yeah. And when I think about that though, too, it's a marriage manual isn't necessarily only like, Hey, I'm going to flip to 43, but there's an index of what's happening. There's nuances of what's going on that you would look at and go, Oh, it could be this. Mm -hmm. And yet it could also be this. Oh yeah. It's kind of that whole like troubleshooting. Mm-hmm. Like I, when you talk about the car specifically, like there are times, especially for whatever reason, I, I, all the dashboard lights real quick when it comes to car, but you can troubleshoot. Like if this light goes on or if, you know, if your car is making this beeping sound, like this is what it means. And, you know, I think about times in our marriage, whether it's been I mean, definitely around finances where like, I'm like, Oh, I wish I, you know, I wish I knew what the right approach was, or I wish I knew, you know, especially when we were young married and we were actually just having this conversation with another couple earlier, like when you're trying to figure out finances and it's like, well, how, how do we approach savings together? How do, how are we going to approach, you know, retirement accounts? How are we going to approach children? Like, this is what, you know, how great would it have been all of you that have kids to have been able to say, you know, how you know, your spouse is going to change once children come into the picture. If you could have just been able to flip to that and be like, oh, they're going to, you know, get focused on the kids or they're going to feel the pressure to provide or, you know, there's going to be a lot more busyness in our schedules and you would have like known that in advance. And people would go, oh. And I don't know if it would necessarily be you would know it in advance, but you would have the manual there to go to, to be able to go, oh, this is what's going on, or this is what I should be looking at. Which is so true too, because like how many people, you know, whether it's an appliance or your car, open the manual prior to something going wrong, right? Like we don't just sit around going, oh, you know what? It's, you know, 127 pages. Let me just read the manual. I do know people who do like to do that though. Okay, that's not me. No, no, I'm not saying it's you or I. I. I'm I'm saying though, I I know people who do, do like when they do get a new electronic or they get a new item, they are reading through the manual. You and I are wow. more like get the thing started and like let's rock and roll. Yeah. And hopefully we don't blow it up. And if something doesn't work, we'll throw the manual in the bottom <laughs> cabinet drawer and call it good. We've always had 
drawers that have had all the manuals Full for our home. Manuals. Yeah, it's so good. But so that's an interesting thing too, right? Like some of you, you know, would have loved to have had the manual to be proactive, and some of you would have loved to have a manual so that you can, you know, essentially flip to the index or flip to the area and go, how how does this best work? Right? Exactly. What are the best operating processes for this? And you know, this past week we asked the question on Instagram: How many of you wish that your spouse had come with a manual? <laughs> Which is kind of a funny question, but also very serious. And 90% of you said, yeah, that would have been, that would have been awesome. I would have loved to have had that. And, you know, I, I know quite honestly, somebody said, but isn't that part of the fun? Like figuring out? Absolutely. I'm not saying that manual would have stopped the growth of your marriage, but sometimes it's nice to be able to like not have to figure out everything. Mm. Or when you, when you find yourself bumping up against a wall going, okay, I've tried everything I know how to do. Where's the manual to like, what's the secret code mm -hmm. to doing this? And, you know, here are some of the areas or things that you wish you would have known. And I love this because it hits on, you know, so many of the different intimacies, but how to celebrate our differences. And I, I'm reminded even, you know, as... What part of the manual would that come under? Probably every part. Okay. Because if you think about it, like even if you think about the six pillars of intimacy, right? And, if, and for those of you that don't know, it's emotional, physical, financial, spiritual, recreational, and sexual. You could likely... Those are the six pillars of those intimacy. Those are the six pillars. You could likely have differences in each one of those. True. And in fact, I would say there's a high probability that you do have differences in each one of those. And think about like if you could know how to celebrate the differences in those from the beginning of your marriage instead. Why are you smirking? I'm just thinking about the box of fun items we just got the other day. And I'm just thinking about the differences of how we approach those items. Well, now you have to clue everybody in. Because that's kind of like, it would, first of all, they can't see us. And that was like a random like. Well, because we were oh. just talking about this, the, the, the pillars of intimacy and I was like oh celebrate our differences and so I have been contacted or we have been contacted by a sex toy manufacturer and I know the woman who is running the sales department uh, through another company that we did work with and so I'm on this conversation with her and she's showing me these sex toys and I'm like these are really cool like I'm loving the ingenuity behind them I'm like just send me some so we can check it out well, the other day she sends us a box and there's probably like 15 different sex toys in this box and the different, like celebrate the differences. So I open the box and I'm like, oh my gosh, Elisa, look at all these sex toys that we now get to try and explore and see if we like them and then be able to um, pull them together and, and offer them to the one family. And what's, what's the, what's the other side of that? Well, so I had two reactions. I'm like, how many things are in that box? Okay. So that's number one. That's number one. And my second one, like, I'm not going to lie. I was kind of like, so is that like a 15 days of sex toy challenge? I did also have that thought too. But she's also looking at, like, I'm pulling some out. They're big, they're small, they're different size. And she's just sort of like, I'm like what? what is going on here? And I knew the box was coming. So this was not a surprise, but, but it is true. We have very, Tony and I have very different, I mean, you guys have listened to the show. We have very different responses to the exact same situation. So again, celebrate our differences. So in my mind, I'm going like, okay, well, when are we going to start using these things? And Elisa's looking at them like, that one is really big. And I'm like, <laughs> 
okay, well, I'm not saying we have to use every one of them. I'm just saying we can try them and see which ones work because in my mind, I'm like, I would love to provide a place where those in the one family could just pick up sex toys without worrying about any of the other junk that most mm-hmm. sites have. So it's just, it's just how to, how to celebrate our differences. That was just an example. Go from there. Real time example. Um, other, other areas where you wish you, you would have known um, that my spouse doesn't always need me to fix his or her problems. Yes. Let's just make that blanket statement. That actually doesn't need to go in a manual. We're just going to, we've shared it many times on this show. Um, your spouse doesn't always need you to fix their problems, right? That what we need to, or you also want to know, how do we handle the differences in our desire levels? Mm-hmm. That we're going to need to navigate differences in our blueprints about money or spending. Mm. Some of you said you, you, know, you wish you had a manual that would help you to be able to deal with conflict, anger, and feelings of disappointment. Side note, I, I was like, I saw this. I'm like, did they know the conflict book? You didn't know the conflict book was coming out. But the six pillars of intimacy, conflict resolution, the secret to breaking the conflict cycle in your marriage has just been released. That's right. So that manual is actually available. Yep. I'm just going to put it out there. You can get that. I'm going to just, I'm going to put a plug for this one because sure. I, I am really proud of this book and it is from years and years of Elisa coaching. So grab it. It You can grab it at conflictresolutionbook.com. I'll also have a link here in the episode notes. A few more, how to support one another what to do when we're struggling to communicate. Mm. And you know, here's the thing. You don't have to go on autopilot and just kind of be in this place of saying, hey, this is, this is just who we are. This is what it looks like. There's, there's no fix to it. When you start to, when you choose to stay curious, when you choose to look at these things and saying, you know what, what would I put in that manual? What do I need to learn about my spouse, who they are now, whether you've been married, you know, two days, two years or 25 years Mm -hmm. or longer, but getting into this place about saying, Hey, what's going to be our framework? What are we going to put into place as our manual? Are we going to use a tool like the six pillars of intimacy, understanding those different intimacies and giving us the ability to start to create our own best practices, our own marriage manual? Mm -hmm. Because the six pillars of intimacy can become that framework. It's like the beginning stages. But just like, you know, a Mazda CX-5 and a Mazda CX-9 have some nuances, so is your marriage. And we want to talk about what that looks like after this break. Stress, hormone changes, and lack of sleep can impact your skin, causing issues like dryness, dark spots, and acne. I know the closer I get to 50, the more aware I become of this. OneSkin, today's sponsor, offers a simple skincare routine to address these concerns at a cellular level. OneSkin has developed a proprietary peptide called OS1 that's scientifically validated to improve the health of your skin beneath the surface without irritation or a complicated multi-step routine. I use the OS1 face topical supplement on my face and neck, which often needs a little extra care with age. Additionally, the OS1 eye supplement helps keep the under eye area fresh, even on little sleep. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OEM at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OEM. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support your show and tell them we sent you. We're back and we're talking about how you can create the manual, the journal of best practices for your marriage. And I, I want to just step in here real quick. 
the reason Elisa could say something about a Mazda CX-9 and a Mazda CX-5 is because we've owned both of those vehicles. <laughs> I just want to say, oh, because cause you that have, was an interesting thing. Yeah, because that was really interesting for you to say that. And I'm like, I don't think in the 13 years that we have been doing the podcast that Elisa has ever made a reference to a vehicle. In, in 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 specifically two different models of vehicles, and Aren't so you I, proud of me? Like, I am very 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 proud of you. So I just wanted to bring that up. This is just a little interruption to the episode. The reason she could say that because we have owned both of those vehicles. We used to have a CX nine, got rid of it as it was dying. We now have a CX five. And I also sit in the passenger seat most often when Tony is driving. And so when something happens to the car, who's the one that pulls out the manual? Absolutely. It would be me. It would be you. It would be me. And, you know, as the two of you are looking at creating this tool and really, you know, your marriage manual is a tool for your marriage. It's that place where you keep the information about what's meaningful to your spouse and you keep it easily accessible. I don't care if this is on the notes section of your phone. I don't care if this is in their contact, you know, uh, record in your contacts, or if it's a diary or journal, the bathroom mirror or refrigerator. To be honest, it doesn't matter where you store the information. It matters that it's easily accessible and you look at it. Because mm-hmm. like I had a, co- a coaching client the other day and, and we were talking about some of the things that they're working on. And, and I'm like, and they both kind of looked at each other like, we haven't been paying attention to this. And I'm like, well, where are you keeping... Where are you keeping these? <laughs> Your best practice. Where, where are you putting it? And they're like, ooh. So the reminder to them and to, to all of us is we have to keep this information close because it doesn't matter if you have best practices if you don't know where to get to it, right? And that it, you want it to stay top of mind. And, you know, some of the insights from the one family about what's in their marriage manual, their best practices, um, have an intentional conversation daily. Hmm. It's amazing what that can do to shift the emotional intimacy for a couple. You know, for Tony and I, we got, we started with an intentional conversation weekly. Mm -hmm. When our kids were little, when they were, you know, three and six, and it was January of 2010, we decided that we were going to have a conversation once a week. Mm -hmm. We've now had 756 of them. Also known as this podcast. It's not the only conversation we have, but it is a very intentional conversation. Absolutely. You know, another person said dating regularly at least once a month. Yeah, that's your recreational intimacy and activity, something fun you're doing together and a, a great way, right, to add something to add to your marriage manual. Like mm-hmm. in, in we have done multiple episodes. You can come here to the website and just put in date night. And we have done multiple episodes from going out to staying in from no cost to low cost. That could be whatever it is for you in that season of life. You know, other people have in their manual, give more physical touch. And what I would add to this is, and know what's meaningful to my spouse. Mm-hmm. because yeah. some of you more physical touch will be, I want more hugs every day. Some of you physical touch would be, you know, I want to make sure that I get that great kiss when I'm walking out the door to go to work. And when I come back in, if you don't know what's meaningful to your spouse, then just a phrase like give more may have you missing the mark. Mm-hmm. Your manual needs to be specific for your marriage. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, be careful with my words and tone of voice. Should be in everybody's manual. Mm-hmm. 
th- this one I'm, I'm going to ask you all to include. And, you know, the reason for this, and Tony and I were being interviewed the other day, and he, you know, reminded everyone on the interview that, you know, your words have power. What you say and how you say it will impact your spouse. 100%. Mm-hmm. 100%. So it's not that you have to, you know, police all your language, but it's like, hey, how can I communicate well to my spouse and be mindful of my tone of voice so that they choose to stay engaged with me instead of shutting them down and pushing them away? Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, somebody else said, serve one another. And again, what does that look like in your marriage? You know, as the two of you are having conversations this week, that's a great add-on question. You know, if we were to ha- if we were to put a marriage manual together, what would you want in? It? What's the information? What goes in the index? And continue to ask the questions. One of the biggest gifts that the two of you can give as you're building out a manual, and if you think about it, again, if we take this back to a corporate, or if you take this back to you know the, the cars, like I said, the Mazda 5, CX five and the CX nine, like they had to as they're putting a manual together right? You have to ask the questions. What would the person on the other side of this manual need to know? What are all of the areas? What are all of the nuances that are particular to this model? And this model means your spouse. The only way to know what needs to go in the manual is to keep having questions and to stay curious. I like this one. Listen to understand, not interrupt. And that comes in from, man, years ago when we, and we still have it available is our he zigs, she zags. Mm -hmm. And you know, I, I I love that that got brought in because too often, and it's just even a reminder to me and, and to go, oh yeah, you know what? I do. I need to get back to that place of listening to understand, not interrupt, allow you to share what, what you're thinking instead of trying to like, oh, I already know what you, I already know what you're going to say. So I'm going to just respond, mm-hmm. you know? So I, I love that. And I'll put a link to he's like, she's acts here for anybody who's interested. Another one was recognize your triggers and do something about them. That's a powerful thing, right? That can go in your personal manual. How do I operate best? Well, you know, you operate best when you recognize your triggers and you do the work necessary to minimize the impact that those triggers have on your marriage, right? For some, in some instances, this isn't even just about creating the shared marriage manual. It's also going, hey, what are the best practices for me Mm -hmm. and how I'm going to show up in my marriage? I know that if I don't get great sleep, I am not the nicest wife in the world. And I wish you could see Tony's face right now because he's just like, mm-hmm. I, like, I know it. We did that episode sometime back on snoring. And ever since that episode, for oh, some guys. reason, I have been snoring. And so we're trying to work through that and figure it out. But there have been some mornings where Elisa is not the happiest um, about her sleep. And so it's, it's been interesting. Just the other night, she used an old liberator wedge on me to prop me up so I would stop snoring. That was just a shout out to somebody in the one family who was recovering from knee, knee surgery, surgery and realized that the one of the other liberator, was it the ramp? Uh, it was a wedge ramp. It was the wedge ramp. was great just to be able to prop up the leg. And so, yeah, no joke. I'll put a link to that too. <laughs> Tony Tony was snoring and I'm like, I've got to prop him up. Like I can't keep pushing him to, to roll him over. And so I got the, the wedge and I very sweetly, I was so sweet, you guys, you would have been so proud of me. Very sweetly, I walked around to his side of the bed and I'm like, hey. Which freaked me out a bit. Uh, there was, I mean, that was going to happen. But I'm like, hey, I just want to prop you up. And I didn't tell him what I had. I just like, I slid it under and I'm like, please go back to sleep. Be quiet. And the next day he's like, 
what did you use last night? <laughs> <laughs> then he pulls it out and there's the wedge ramp and he's like, yeah, creative. I'm like, well, you know what? You learn something from the one family all the time. A couple other uh, aspects that you all have shared with us that are in your manual or would be in your best practices. And um, don't assume. Mm. I say that in so many sessions. Don't assume, don't assume, don't assume. Ask questions. Those two things kind of go back and forth. Don't assume, ask questions. Don't assume, ask questions. And you know, the last one here, don't expect your spouse to be a mind reader. They're not. I don't care how long you've been together. I don't care how much you think they should know because they love you. They're a different person. Don't expect them to be a mind reader. And you know, this is just the tip of the iceberg. The two of you, as you have the conversations this week or in the weeks to come, are going to be able to start going, what are our best practices? If we're building out the model of, you know, for us, Team D. Lorenzo, what goes in there? What needs mm -hmm. to be in there to operate at our fullest, at our best, at our most extraordinary? You know, this is where you're able to take your emotional intimacy, that, that workhorse of the pillars, as I say in chapter five of the Six Pillars of Intimacy book, and say, we're going we're gonna to strengthen our marriage on all levels. Because as you take this information, as you have these conversations, you are propelling yourself. If you know what the best practices are, guess what? You can do them. Mm -hmm. you're, you're not having to guess. You're stepping out from a place of confidence and empowerment. And that is a game changer. It's a game changer in your marriage. Because now you're not relying on old, old outdated information. It's just like the apps on our phone, mm -hmm. right? You know. You get that app update. Oh, we fixed this bug. Or we addressed this issue. Or we made this change. Continuously build this aspect of your marriage. Build that emotional intimacy to impact all six pillars of intimacy. Yeah. And that's so great. I, I love that you brought that in. The, the updates. Because if we are reminded that our phones get updated, mm -hmm. our devices get updated, we need to be doing the same thing in our marriage. And a marriage manual is a way for you to do that. Because... You can continuously be updating just like an old CX-5 or a CX-9. <laughs> it's different than it. You know, the 2014 is different than the 2023. Yeah. And so the, the manual, the car manual is different. And so is our marriage. So this week, go out there and just think about what would our marriage manual look like? What would it, what would it be if we started working on it this week? What could it become? So it allows us to have the extraordinary marriage we desire. So that's your, that's your task for this week. Go on out there, create your marriage manual. You guys have your yourselves a fantastic week and we'll catch you next week. Love you guys.